Hello, everyone. Inside today's Lockdown Canadians, it is the first three up and three down of the new 2023-2024 NHL season. We're going to talk about the training camp in Montreal and also the upcoming game against the New Jersey Devils on Monday night. You are Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 918 of Lockdown Canadians. We are, of course, your daily Montreal Canadiens podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where you get your team every day. And as always, thank you for making us your first listen wherever you get your daily podcast. Or if you are watching us on YouTube, thank you so much for subscribing. Tell all your friends. I believe we are closer and closer to 3,000 subscribers on YouTube, which thank you so much for that. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matlin. I'm joined, as always, by the active stick, Laura Seba. And Laura, I believe you have an interjection uh, based on my introduction here. I do. So I uh, had mentioned on our uh, Friday episode that if we hit 3,000 subscribers before puck drop on opening night, which is a couple weeks away, not that long. And we are, I want to say we're about 40 to 50 subscribers away. I had mentioned that you would eat something gross. And somebody got really upset and said we, we should stick to hockey. And to that I say, it will be a bonus episode. It will not be a regular episode. It will be a bonus episode. Everybody needs to chill. Scott will eat something gross. That's actually one of our most popular things that we do. It does really well whenever we post an episode like that. Um, but please, please, please tell your friends. And please, please, please watch Scott suffering with me. Like, so I want to interject one thing on top of your interjection here (laughs) in that I appreciate that people are like, you know, we want to watch hockey and everything. One of the longest running trends on this channel has been subscriber goal or a content goal kind of thing. And we always do something fun as like a bonus Friday night episode. There was the eating the disgusting McChicken land, sea and air. There was uh, the flaming Hot Cheeto Mountain Dew incident. There was the Hot Ones episode we did. It's part of what we do for fun and it's part of what makes this show enjoyable is that it's what we do, like calling Mark Shifley a coward and being dedicated haters to the Ottawa Senators. It is embedded into the ethos of lockdown Canadians. I appreciate that people maybe don't want to see me do something gross. You don't have to watch it. That is entirely up to you. It's but it's a fun thing we do. A lockdown Canadians extra for a reason. It's extra content. Yeah, we do we sit down on Friday night have a have a wobbly pop and do some fun stuff with a live stream there so we'll be okay i promise uh getting into this episode though for those who are new here if you are new here welcome enjoy we do three up three down every single monday or going into monday when we record this on sunday after the games are over with to kind of recap the week that was for the montreal canadians here it was just training camp this week the rookie showcase ended We uh, got into training camp, a lot of scrimmages in which I am going to say this lovingly to many of our friends who also listen to the show and we're doing this live clipping an inter-squad scrimmage game is insane behavior. I love you for it, but you're insane. And so we're going to do our three up, three down. We always start with the negative, finish with the positive. In this episode, we've also got a devil's preview for the first game of the preseason at the end of the show. But on the downside of things, people are worried about Uri Slefkovsky. 
I am not surprised that people are worried about Uri Slavkovsky because people have always been worried about Uri Slavkovsky in this. And I got to say, it's it's training camp. It's He hasn't played hockey in, what, six or seven months coming off an injury and rehabbing that. I think that people's fears about him being a bust are overblown. But I do also think, and I've said this on the show, I would not be surprised if he plays time in the AHL this year. It's not so much a down that it's anything he's doing. It's just the discourse around it is we're in we're in midseason panic form already. We are we are so back, baby, in terms of like Habs fan reactions to things on that. Laura, am I just going crazy or has the discourse been almost like unbearable about this? Not a single NHL game has been played. Not even a preseason game has been played since Yuri Slavkovsky was last on the ice. So I think we can all take a step back, calm down, and remind ourselves that the Canadians have shown themselves to be taking an extremely slow approach with Slavkovsky in particular. Seem to be rushed with a lot of other things, but with Slavkovsky, it's a slow approach. So I think we need to kind of Remember that we need to take a step back, all of us, and we need to make sure that we are not overreacting to things. Speaking of overreacting to things, again, like intra-squad scrimmages are just that. They are scrimmages. These are not 100% game situations. Players are not hitting players the other time. They're not taking 95-mile-an-hour slap shots. The goaltending outside of Jake Allen and Samuel Montembeau has been, I think, iffy. And again, you have junior goalies who are facing down NHL talent. That's that's a different level of things here. I'm just curious that I'm wondering if this goaltending battle has already been laid out and solved at this point, because I don't think Caden Primo right now is going to come on strong enough to steal a roster spot from one of Allen or Montembeau and force them to make a trade into anything here. And I get that it's just camp and it's early and he'll probably settle in and it's hard to draw off a schedule, but I, I, I'm very curious about, and we've talked about it, goaltending. Since the last time I was on the show, I was out of town last week when they traded Casey to Smith for Tanner Pearson here. They fixed one of the problems, but now the problem is, okay, do we, are the guys we have left now good enough for that? And I don't think anyone wants to do goalie panic again in Montreal. We, we were very blessed with Carey Price for as long as we were, but I, I, is, is the goaltending battle like solved already, Laura, based off what you've seen? I think, I think we give him a couple preseason games before we write Caden Primo off. Uh, but it looks like it's set. And, and I guess like that's part of training camp is that, you know, the sooner things are set, I, there is still battle for spots and there will be. And I think there's a lot of players who are going to be pushing for those spots. My last down for the week here has nothing to do with the Montreal Canadiens, but I thought people were just overblowing this because the NHL was behind it. Laura, have you seen the new NHL app, the mobile app? Nope, I have not seen it yet. It's horrifying. I I updated it. It logged me out of my previous account and everything, which thankfully NHL TV is, doesn't exist anymore. I have it through ESPN+. Plus. The new website is just horrific, and I'm going to see if I can bring it up here on my phone. Like they They changed it that like there's just these big ads and stuff in the middle – it's so hard to navigate through things that it it just doesn't make any sense. I can't tell who's home, who's away, what's going on. It's so user-unfriendly, and it's so on-brand for the NHL. 
that like their previous app, it, it just needs to be simple. I want to be able to click on my team, see what the score of that game is, go to the main scoreboard, standings, and like stats. And just cramming it full of stuff on the first page, like it's a regular web page, isn't mobile user friendly. And it's such a mess, and it's buggy, and it's laggy, and people are uh, furious. To The lads are fuming. Um, lads and lasses are fuming at, once again, the NHL taking something that didn't need to be tweaked and, and tweaked completely. Fixed it. Fixed it, yes. The NHL fixed it, just like concussions don't exist. And no, our, the, the digital boards are great on the side there, which... I know that a lot of people come for like Habs analysis and everything, but as you know, on three up and three down, if we see something dumb and ridiculous, we're also going to call attention to it because yes. I just, I, how do how do they always do this? How do they always go? Ah, how can we make this worse for everybody? And then they manage to do that. It's like they're running Twitter too, honestly. So I'm one of those people and I don't know if you guys are, whoever's listening, I procrastinate on the iPhone updates and then I procrastinate on updating my apps and I've had a pretty busy weekend. So I'm wondering how long I can actually like last with the old existing app before it actually forces me to update. You know, some apps do that. They won't let you use it until you go and update it. Um, but I'm, I'm one of the worst people at procrastinating at these things. And now I feel kind of like not vindicated, but I feel like, you know, there's an advantage to that sometimes. You're like those people that were holding onto the old tweet deck for as long as possible while the, before it updated and kicked them out of it. Or Twitter. I was X. holding on to Twitter before it became X for a long time. I'm so mad that it updated on me overnight, but that's besides the point here. We, we're going to push that to the side. Uh, we're going to move on to the ups. Who's been shining at the end of the Rookie Showcase? Who's been shining in training camp? And we still have our NHL first preseason game preview against the New Jersey Devils. That's all coming up next. But first, we want everyone to be empowered to take care of themselves or their loved ones during the unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. It provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind in case you don't have access to medical care in an emergency. They have it all on hand. And Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to a licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. You can save more than $360 on these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. And please, before ordering or doing anything else, please consult a licensed medical professional before doing anything else. We are back here at Lockdown Canadians. It is Monday. That is three up and three down. We are into the fun part of this now where we get to talk about all the bright, shiny, good things happening around the Montreal Canadiens organization here. And to the surprise of no one, and what I'm going to say here is uh, Joshua Waugh rules. Owen Beck rules. There are two players that I think are going to get a real long NHL look this preseason. Beck is going to go back to junior. Uh, he cannot play in the AHL this year because of his age. And I do not think they're going to stick him in the NHL in some kind of role that he doesn't fit in when they have too many forward bodies already. But I think he and Joshua Waugh are going to get a nice long look this preseason. Uh, two of the smartest players I've ever seen on the ice at the same time. And they both are smart in the little things you don't notice kind of way on things and how they weave through defenses and how they find their lanes and constantly change their angles of approach on defense or offense. 
And I know good friend of the show, Lauren Kelly, is probably going to love this and tell us all about how good Owen Beck is. And we know that Owen Beck is good. I've now seen it a lot more with Joshua than I have before after getting to watch him in person at the rookie showcase and everything. Uh, phenomenal. I'm very excited. I think Joshua, I was doubtful that he might get any show games this year. I'm doubting that less now. And I think he's someone that this preseason, he had a good preseason either last year or the year before when he was drafted and went on to have two great QMJHL seasons. I think he's going to get a real long look this NHL preseason, be one of the last cuts in camp kind of thing. Uh, Laura, it's not hard to be excited about what the Canadians have brewing uh, in their prospect pool again. I think coming into this season, there were a bit of uh, there were question marks on Joshua Watt in terms of will he be able to consistently keep up the progress that he's made over the last couple of years, or maybe the promise that he's shown over the last couple of years. I'll say that, um, and he shows no signs of stopping. So to me, that is incredibly, incredibly encouraging. There is like there were some questions where you know in the past we were like, if the Canadians need to trade a prospect. Will it be Joshua Watt if they need to get value for somebody like, you know, at a trade deadline prior to a run or anything like that? I'm seeing that less and less now. Like now I think the Canadians find themselves with even more of a problem with who do we, who do we trade? Who, who, who can we afford not to have on this team anymore? And I think Joshua Watt is really, really making that conversation difficult because he's proving that he's going to be able to do what it takes and consistently improve upon his game and, and sort of, all the good things we saw were not flashes in the pan. They're just part of Joshua Ra as a player. So, you know, I think it makes the Canadians' job more difficult. But as fans, it makes us excited because there's more to come from him. And we can't wait to see him and, like, how far, just, like, literally how far he can reach with his potential. And I think he was a very, very smart piece of drafting, um, which, you know, was something that... I would say was not necessarily the case in the, in the decade, like, you know, in the previous decade. He's someone that I think with player development would have gotten rushed into a role or had, wouldn't be ready when he got here. And he's improved a lot. He had to work on his skating in his defensive game. And he's become a really good 200 foot player. Now at the junior level, we will see how that trans uh, transitions into the professional game. There, the AHL is a step faster, a step stronger. And we know that, I'm very excited to see how he and Beck transition here. And someone who, you know, is well, well above transition in that and has been here for a while. Mike Matson has been the best defenseman at camp to the surprise of quite literally nobody. He he looks like he's just having fun out there, like toying around with people, spinorama passes, all these things. He's just he's in he's living his best life here in Montreal. And he was very good with the teams he played for before. And now he's in Montreal, and I, I read the athletic piece. Oh, is he not really a true number one? I don't care. He's the current number one on this team, and he plays like it. He's such a catalyst in this team here. He's been so good at camp. He was really good in the preseason last year, and then unfortunately uh, suffered a sports hernia and was out for most of the season. I can't wait to see what a full year of Mike Matheson looks like in Montreal, a hopefully healthy year. Yes, I am knocking on wood as well here, but he's someone that drives so much of the offense. When he's playing, the offense is running so much smoother, and hopefully with guys like Justin Barron, Caden Gooley in there full-time, and not as much time going to Joel Edmondson and David Savard, you know, bless their hearts and all that, but having a modern offensive driver on the back end, 
as even in camp is so crucial to a team that wants to play counterattacking finesse hockey and not, they're not a cycle team. The Canadians are not a team that's going to cycle the puck a whole lot. They will in some shifts with guys like Kirby Doc, who are very good at that. Yol Armia when he gives a crap. Um, but they play a lot on the pace there. And a lot of that starts with Mike Matheson being a guy driving from the backside there. I mean, you said to the surprise of no one, but I still think there's some Mike Matheson naysayers out there. <laughs> um, but I do think that, you know, he's very honored to be a leader on this team. And, and his leadership isn't necessarily just off ice and personality and behavior related. Like he definitely is somebody who is a crucial part of the play on ice. And he's going to be that. And I'm very glad that some of these younger defensemen have him around to learn from and to like acquire good habits from. He's extremely intelligent on the ice and he's, he's like, I would describe him as thoughtful, which is not to make him sound slow. He just is very calculating in the way that he makes his movements and the way that he makes his plays. And I think that's where his consistency comes from is that he's always thinking the game when he's on the ice, he's not just reacting. He's being proactive. And I think that's something that Martin St. Louis really, really, really loves. And it's like you said, is that he doesn't just do things for the sake of doing things. There are thoughts behind what he's doing. And more often than not, Matheson's capable of doing it himself with everything there is that he just, he gets it. I don't, I didn't know much about his game when he got here and I wasn't super thrilled about the trade because I loved Jeff Petrie. And then just watching the way Matheson integrated himself into this offense almost immediately, everything clicked and it was such a a drastic difference when he was healthy and when he was not healthy. And it's, and that's a huge thing for the Canadians this year. Um, My final shout out for the up here. I think Philip Mashar has been very good, very quiet, but someone pointed out is that it's like the further away from the NHL he got, the less impressive his play was in that. And Hattie Kalakash from lockdown NHL prospects and eyes on the prize with us. He was very good in Kitchener. It's just Kitchener was a very bad team overall last year, or a disappointing team last year. But I look at the way Mashar played after the first uh, game in the prospect showcase. Now he's been in camp there. And I think he's going to be a really fun rocket player this year. He's got the wiles that we've seen from Beck and Wah, just with more pace to his game. He's someone that I'm really excited to see here. And I know a lot of people are, and we've talked about how much people are freaking out over that first round in 2021. I think both players are going to come out just fine in this, honestly. So, uh, Laura, do you have any other shout-outs before we move on to our final segment? No, we didn't spend enough time on uh, on Owen Beck this segment, though. I mean, we do love Owen Beck. Owen Beck's going to play a lot of NHL preseason games. He played all but one of the games in the showcase. He played all three of them last year. He got an NHL game in emergency call-up situation last year. He's someone that I, I'm i curious what his OHL year looks like this year because Peterborough was such a mess last season that he went there and everyone freaked out that his scoring kind of dried up a little bit when he was still just doing Owen Beck things all the time. He's so damn smart. And yeah, maybe not 100% NHL ready right now, but could very easily be playing NHL games if the Canadians really truly wanted to do that. Uh, this is an Owen Beck loving podcast and always will be. Uh, if that's a problem, tough don't care um i'm blocking you like owen back blocking passing lanes so we are going to move on we have our our first actual nhl preseason game preview we're going to talk about what we expect from the lineup 
who should start a net, what we want to see from the team in that game. And that's all coming up next. But first, you can snap into NFL action this season with FanDuel America's number one sports book because right now customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. It's so easy to use on a safe, secure app where you can get paid out instantly when you bet on the spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and us here at LockedOn. We are back. We are wrapping up. It is our final segment here of our Monday episode. We will be back after the Canadians take on the New Jersey Devils on Monday night in the first preseason action. So first game that doesn't matter but isn't prospects. So it kind of matters but doesn't matter. Whatever you wanted to find the NHL preseason is, and the overreactions will be flowing from myself and everybody else on the internet because that is what we do. The Canadians take on the Devils. The Canadians didn't win a preseason game last year, if I remember correctly. Um, that was horrifying and dreadful, and then they went on to be one of the worst teams in the NHL. But sometimes also, they played like 18 games against Ottawa for whatever reason. I think they only played two against Ottawa this preseason. I hope. Um, I believe it's one or two. There's a couple. There's a few Toronto games. Habs I went over this schedule. in an episode last week, and I can't remember a single word I said. So I have their preseason schedule pulled up in front of me here. Devils on Monday. Senators on Wednesday. Leafs on Friday. Leafs on Saturday. Leafs on Monday. Oh, God. They played three Leafs games in a row. Senators on Saturday, October 7th, and then they play the Leafs on opening night, October 11th. That's too much contact with the Toronto Maple Leafs and their fan base to start the season here. I know we have Leaf friends uh, somehow, even after the 2021 playoffs on this show, but please, for the love of God, be try to be normal. And that goes for Habs fans too, but that's not the point. We're going to talk about the first preseason game against the Devils here and what our expectation is. And the first thing is, who's going to start in net in this game? And my thought is very simple. You should probably start Samuel Montembeau and then give Caden Primo the back half of the game. Split the game in half between those two goalies, and then you give Jake Allen the next game against Toronto and split that with a Jakob Dobish or something along those lines there. But I want to see the three goalies in contention play the most this preseason all due respect to Jakob Dobish and Strauss Mann and Quentin Miller and some of these other um, players who are going to be going back to junior into the minor leagues but they need to suss this out immediately because it is like the biggest overarching cloud of the Canadians fan base is we don't know what the goaltending future looks like right now at least until Jacob Fowler plays some games as well at Boston College I think for me, I want them to give Caden Primo as much time as possible because he does not look good. He does not look reliable. And I want yeah. to see, but that's never how they play a preseason, right? Like they usually do, they split the games between two goalies. I just want to see as much of him as possible because I know like Samuel Montambo and Jake Allen are known quantities. For all their flaws and faults, we know what, what we've got in the net with them. With Caden Primo, at the AHL level, we know what it is. At the NHL level... It just does not seem to be clicking. It does not seem to be hitting. And I want to see what we've got with him in net. And the the same goes for this. Like, what do you do for a starting lineup in this where you have now four games this week? So you're going to be able to rotate through most of the 72 bodies you brought to training camp for some godforsaken reason. In the first game here, 
I'm kind of tempted to say, you know, run Suzuki Caulfield and then, you know, some other like the mid-tier vets in the lineup here. What I want out of this, and I know we just talked about this, I want to see Joshua Watt play with Caulfield and Suzuki. I think that'd be a very fun match. And saving that, someone like Yessi Alone and um, uh, even Alex Newhook. I One, I want to see Alex Newhook in action here. Is He's the one I would have in this lineup uh, behind whoever, you know, if it's Suzuki or Doc. I want to see Newhook in the lineup here a little bit. They don't need to go crazy with all their vets. We don't also need Anderson. We don't also need... I'm also realizing I can't name half of the roster right now because it's in flux, but like there's 72 th- people on the roster right now. Yeah. They could field what is it? 22, 23 bodies a night that you need in an NHL level there. They could field what three lineups. <laughs> they could play three split squad games if they really wanted to, but I want to see some of these younger guys get a shot here. And I also want to take a look at, some of the bodies that are going to go to the rocket. Leah Sanderson's been really impressive in training camp. And I feel bad that I forgot to mention him in the uh, up section there. Patrick, please don't yell at us for that. I'd like to see what he can do um, in a preseason game like this. What does uh, Nathan Legale have uh, in terms of offensive upside here? What are some of these other AHL options have, especially on defense? And how are the prospects going to look? Jaden Struble was really impressive in the rookie showcase. Can he, do that in an NHL game setting and be plays. People are going to want to see Logan Mayu at against NHL competition, the good and the bad. They want to see where he's at. A lot of this preseason is it's not about the wins and losses. I would like them to win some of the preseason games, but analyzing where are the strengths in this team here? There's so many bodies, like you said, Laura, that it's almost hard to guess what the lineup's going to be. It's not like they've already cut camp down a whole lot here. It's there's just so many bodies already. Um, and also nobody get hurt. Nobody do anything stupid, please. We've had preseasons where, uh, like Andrew Shaw in one of his first preseason games here, knocked a guy out cold, got suspended for it. Max Domi sucker punched Aaron Eckblad, got suspended for it. Uh, Arbor Jack, decided to become the new premier of, well, no, that's Ontario. Anyways, the mayor of Ottawa, uh, in preseason games, don't be stupid. You know, it's an 82 game season longer. If you're some of the prospects and everything, be smart. Laura, what are you hoping or expecting from this game here? I just want no groin injuries. That's all I <laughs> hope for. No groin uh, injuries. We're looking at you, Sean Monahan. Like we're looking at you right now. Um, and, and that's the I forgot. Sean Monahan is back on the team. I want to see. You know, I want to see Tanner Pearson in game action. People have said he looked pretty good in training camp. I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch or rewatch the scrimmages, but. There's so many unknowns going into this team now is what is this team going to look like here? Uh, I'm not going to make any predictions because every time I make predictions, everything goes off the rails. I don't know what kind of team the Devils are going to bring either. Are they going to roll out Hughes and Timo Meyer and all these other guys? Or are they going to play a mix of like their AHL squad and everything here? We will find out. We will be live. Uh, well, not live. We'll be recording after, excuse me, the game is over with. Uh, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Canadians wherever you get your daily podcasts. Locked On Canadians on YouTube as well, at LO underscore Canadians on the app formerly known as Twitter.com. We uh, will do our best to get back into more active posting. Laura and I have been incredibly busy, and we thank you for that as we finally emerge from the mire into the glorious sunshine of preseason hockey and analysis. We'll have an episode after that. We'll have plenty more coming for you this week. So please make sure you subscribe. Tell all your friends. 
3,000 subscribers and we can do something weird and fun on a Friday night again. Uh, we appreciate the support. Folks, hockey is back and we can't wait. We will see you all next time.